Welcome to the Intentional Leaders Podcast with Cindy Wetland, Episode 5, Being Motivational. Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership-related. It seems like just yesterday I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to team, to the business. Little did I know how challenging it would be. Fast forward several decades later, I've made a career of leading while teaching and coaching thousands of leaders to be at their best, most effective selves. Along this journey, I've captured so many insights, lessons, and techniques on how leaders become amazing, and also as leaders, when we get it wrong. I'll share them all right here because I founded Intentional Leaders to provide easy access to these kinds of lessons and equally important to help you build the presence, confidence, and credibility you need to be the leader that everybody wants to work for. Because I know leadership has its challenges, but learning to lead shouldn't be one of them. This week, I gotta admit, my motivation is a little bit lacking. I'm getting sick. You know that feeling when you get up in the morning and you just don't want to get going. I find myself eating horribly comfort food. Like, for example, the creamed hamburger on crackers that I ate for breakfast the other day, or the taco chips that I ate late at night a few days ago. Yeah, not such great choices. I try to motivate myself with food. I don't know if you've used that strategy. It is not helping. But it gets me to thinking about motivation and how we think about motivation as a leader. So here's some questions for you. As a leader, and answer this quickly, either in your head or out loud, can you motivate others? Yes or no? What is your belief? And how do you see your role? I think this is an important question. And then I want to ask you this in a different way. Why don't some employees perform effectively? What is it that causes the gaps for them to show up every day doing what we want them to do and actually knocking it out of the park, which would be awesome. I've asked that to leaders a lot and I get all kinds of answers like, well, they don't have the tools or maybe they don't have uh, the right goals. Maybe there's personal issues. Maybe they lack direction. Maybe they don't have training. Maybe they haven't gotten any feedback, all those very valid answers. But what also shows up on that list of why don't employees perform are things like, well, I don't think they care. <laughs> they, don't, they don't care about the purpose. I also hear quite a bit, they're lazy. And I think, okay, back to the question, can you motivate? Yes or no? Most managers think, yes, of course I can motivate. That's part of my job. So then I wonder, why do you have lazy, unmotivated employees? Why do you have people that don't care? <laughs> it's a trap. But I think it's important to recognize that your job and your role is about motivation. So being motivational, I think, is important. But can you really motivate others? I think the answer to that is that all people are already motivated. Some people are motivated to do things that are very different from what you want them to do. You want them to come into work and maybe work in a very collaborative manner as part of a high-performing team. 
they come into work wanting to work very independently and thinking, what's with all these other people (laughs) that I have to work with? And why are you harassing me to get me to work with them? I don't, I don't care. I don't want to do that. It isn't a problem of motivation. It's a disconnect in what we're motivated by. That's an important distinction. So if your job is to create an environment in which people are motivated to perform at their best, to bring out their motivation, to bring out their energy, which I would agree, how in the world do we do that? If you think about how are all the ways we motivate people and create a motivational environment, there's a lot of things. Again, if you just write down a list, you could think of what? I, we give them maybe uh, recognition or write thank you notes or pay increases or promotions or perks. Or sometimes it's like gift cards or um, sending people to training, giving them a new challenge, giving them a new assignment. Sometimes it's coffee and donuts. Have you, have you ever motivated someone with food? I know I have. So the question is, why then doesn't that, why isn't everyone motivated if we do those things? And why isn't our environment more rich with engagement? We have to look to what motivation is all about. And do you know the difference between intrinsic and extrinsic motivators? Some of you have probably heard that concept before. Extrinsic motivators are things that are outside of you. So things like thank yous and recognition and gift cards and coffee and donuts and pays and perks and promotions. All of those things are extrinsic, meaning that we do something and we get rewarded for it. An intrinsic motivator is something comes from within us. An intrinsic motivator is inherently energizing as we do a task. The very experience of doing it is what creates the motivation. It's not the end result or what we receive because of it. I'm not suggesting that extrinsic motivators don't have a place. In fact, they do. And it is important to know for the people that you work with what they enjoy from an extrinsic motivation standpoint. But when we look at motivation and being motivational as a leader, we have to recognize that extrinsic motivators are much more common. That's what we think about when we see a challenge and we want to motivate someone to do a great job is we think, well, what can I give them? <laughs> what can I what can I get them? Essentially, like I'm gonna either bribe them in advance or give them a reward after. And again, I'm not suggesting that those things aren't good, but in terms of sustainability of those motivations, they are less long-lasting. They are much more short-lived. For any of you who have seen that with giving someone a promotion or a raise or a gift. And people love that, like, yay, me. And then what happens in a month or two months when they need that next thing, that next hit? It's like a hit of dopamine. <laughs> like, okay, I got that thing. Now I want that thing again. Intrinsic motivators are different. They're much more difficult to execute because we have to figure out really what is more or less motivating for someone. Intrinsic motivation means we need to understand what people get energy from from the doing, not from the receiving. That's much more difficult. I remember working with a couple managers and they had to lead together. And one of them was very focused on all the operational things and the getting of reports done and all of the the tasks like that. The other person was very motivated to sell 
And the one that was very operational wanted the other one to be operational. He wasn't motivated to do that, but he wanted him to change. He wanted him to not just enjoy the the sales and the business development, but come over to my world and also be excited about the operational stuff, doing your reports, getting things in on time. It was simply not going to happen. But what I wondered was, could we lean into the things that people are motivated to do? Why do we have to change them to get them to do something that they're not motivated to do? Now, and I'm not talking about like not doing pieces or parts of my job because I don't enjoy them. There's always parts of our jobs that we don't enjoy, probably. Well, I'll, I'll speak for myself. For me, there would be things that fall into that category. And for most people, there are some things we absolutely need to do anyway. So we can't change who people are. We can't change where they get our energy. But what we can do is help them discover more about themselves, not just the extrinsic things, although that is important to know, but what are the intrinsic motivators? Boy, I wish I knew this when I was much younger. Because early in my career, I was all about the the getting of, you know, that next job, that next promotion. It was about progression because what I saw is that meant I was succeeding. I was succeeding in my job to the extent that I got a team and then a bigger team. And then I combined units with another unit. Oh my gosh. And then we were expanding again. And all of those different promotions and taking on more and more responsibility was motivating to me. Those were definitely extrinsic rewards. And there were things that came with that, like good pay, good bonuses. And boy, did that feel great. Or did it? Because I was motivated more around the end result. And in hindsight, I was not thinking about my intrinsic motivators. In fact, looking back on it, and it didn't take me long to leave those roles and think, gosh, I really didn't like a lot of the things I had to do to get what I got. I didn't like all the politics that were absolutely a part of my job. I didn't like the fact that I was moving so much farther away from customers and from the learning experience than I was. Increasingly, I was more disconnected and I was more caught up in organizational strategies, things like that, that took me away from where my passion was. Some people saw that. I had a very lack of self-awareness or, frankly, the comfort in my role and what I received as part of being in that role was worth it at the time. I remember even someone on my team asking me at one point, like, are you happy, really happy doing this? And I was kind of offended. I was like, well, dude, what's, (laughs) you know, why do you, why are you asking me that? And inside I was like, of course I'm not happy. I'm not supposed to be happy. I have a good job. And it's important, <laughs> getting paid a good money. What, what are you talking about? But others could probably see that, right? There wasn't as much energy in what I was doing the further I got up the ladder. So now it's about doing what I love, what I figured out too late in my career, and what I want to advise you is to think about your own intrinsic motivators. Because now I'm not pursuing something external. What I'm pursuing is things that I love to do and recognizing that the more I get up and the more I love what I'm doing each and every day, ultimately the rewards come. But they're not the motivator for me. It's the doing that is what I enjoy. The rewards will come, which is really a kind of fun, cool thing. It's the way that the universe rewards us for thinking about what we really, really want to do. So if you are interested in 
thinking about motivation for your team, here are some things that I would suggest. It is about understanding extrinsically what people care about. Because if you know, maybe to someone having a cup of coffee with them and expressing sincere gratitude is going to be very motivating. To someone else, maybe they want a day off. To someone else, maybe they do want that next promotion. And knowing those extrinsic motivators are important. Also, think about intrinsic motivation and how you can really tap into this. This is much more complex, but there are some ways we can get that. One is doing the Strengths Finder. If you're familiar with Gallup and Don Clifton, who's the father of Strengths Psychology, he invented Clifton Strengths Finder. And if you may have seen that book, or maybe you've taken that assessment, but it really gets at that. It gets at what are we at our core? What are our strengths? And how can we use those very deliberately? Once I tapped into this, one of mine is learner, which makes sense in the business I'm in, but one is relater. I like to relate to people. Even on this podcast, it's a one-way thing, which kind of troubles me. I only hope to be able to connect and engage with people outside of the podcast to have a dialogue about it because I want to relate to people's experience. It's why I started my own business so I didn't have to be in a role that was more transactional in nature, where I trained and trained and trained people. I wanted to train people that became part of my community. I wanted to connect with them. That strength has allowed me to build my own business and move from a role that was more transactional in nature. It didn't align to my strength, for example. So strengths assessment is one way. Another is to do a personality assessment. If you're familiar with the DISC assessment, and this is one that I've been using for many, many years, that's great at getting behavioral preferences. What do we get energy at from work? What what drains us? If you are not familiar with DISC, oh my goodness gracious, I can hook you up because that is so profound in terms of what we get energy from at work. And understanding that is so powerful. There's also an emotional assessment that I'm certified on. It's called Individual Dimensions Inventory. This is through a company called Management Research Group. But why it's important is because this actually does get at uh, measuring people's emotional satisfaction with certain uh, elements of things that we do at work, like giving or receiving or leading or competing or creating. And it really highlights where we get our energy. It's a really cool assessment. That's another way to get it. Or frankly, just doing a values assessment. There is a free values assessment from the Institute on Character that's called the Values in Action, I believe. Um, I'll put that in the show notes. But it's a link that says, what are the things that you care about? And if you can find a role in which your values are aligned, that can also be really intrinsically motivating. So here's some seeds that I would plant for you around understanding motivation and how to make this actionable. One is really understanding the various types of motivators. Know the difference between extrinsic and intrinsic and get to know your employees. Find their preference for both. Again, extrinsic is easier to get at. Intrinsic is much more difficult. It's going to take more time. And a lot of people aren't familiar with it. 
but they kind of know that feeling of getting into the flow. Use your extrinsic reinforcements strategically. Be thoughtful about how you use rewards and recognition. I used to work with a manager who was so, he was very abundant in his thinking about rewards and recognition. He would give people gift cards and he'd show up and like, oh, let's take everybody to lunch. And while I wasn't opposed to rewarding people and recognizing them, I think he missed a big opportunity to do it more thoughtfully, deliberately, and strategically. And what I encouraged him to think about is give someone a gift card or take them to lunch and then tie it to something that they've done or accomplished or learned or that you're proud of or that you're thankful for and be very specific about that rather than kind of handing out, you know, rewards for people just being awesome, which, you know, again, is fun, but it's not necessarily going to reinforce the behaviors that you want more of to happen, or even for people to know why they're getting rewarded. So one is understanding motivators. Two, do a wellness check on yourself. Figure out where your motivations are, not just your extrinsic ones, but your intrinsic ones as well. I'm going to do a future podcast about people's enjoyment of management. And I think you'll be kind of surprised at maybe some of the statistics about how much people enjoy managing. And then seed number three would be to take action. One small step that you can strengthen the motivational environment that you create for your team, whether that's extrinsic and intrinsic. And even by doing that for yourself, it's going to benefit the team because self-care is where it starts. Roy T. Bennett wrote a book. His book is called The Light in the Heart. He's got a great quote. Pursue what catches your heart, not what catches your eye. And I think to me, that's the essence of intrinsic motivators. Tapping in to what's in our heart, what gives us purpose, what gives us joy, and what gets us out of bed every day to continue to knock it out of the park. As always, thank you for listening. Join me next week when we're going to differentiate between a manager and a leader and also talk about how motivated people are to actually manage people. I think you'll find some of the statistics very interesting.